Everywhere Some of these artists. Week, everywhere you well, go, we should we should diversify. I feel like um, there should be a week we listen to heavy metal and shit. <laughs> I mean, Chopin's face ain't saying a lot right now. Another episode of Don't Alert the Stands. My name is Eads. We've had a very, very long day today, guys. Um, we have a lot to talk about. Quite exci- excited about the episode. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? So you're here with Nick as well. Long day, but we're ready. We're out here, man. And you're here with Chopin. And let's get this thing cracking. Cool. So, yeah, we've had a very busy day today, guys. We've been all over the place. Um, but we made sure we wanted to record the podcast, made sure we had some content for you guys. So... We're happy we're finally here sitting in the studio, recording. Um, if the audio does sound different, we're in a slightly different room, slightly different setup. Um, that's all we're going to say right now. We might be in a closet somewhere. We might not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Testimonies to be confirmed. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, let's just go straight into it. Like, how was your week, guys? It's been good, you know, you know, very tiring. Like a lot of things have gone on, um, but... I'm happy to say I was able to see the intent too at the premiere. It was very great. Akala was in my row. Amazing stuff. Um, really good film. Go support that. Um, but yeah, it's been a good week. Good week for me in general. Good. For me, I'm just going to say for me, for me, it's been really good. Um, it's been a, a bit of a mixture, actually. I've had time to sit down and listen to some old school albums, which I'll talk about when Chopin talks about the next section. But I've listened to some really good albums lately. Um, I've taken a break from kind of new music. I've stopped paying attention to all the new releases. I know that my girl Mahalia dropped a project on the 21st. Every week, this guy. Um, I can't remember what it's called, it. though. So. It's called Seasons. Okay, good. So Mahalia, so don't DM me. Girl. I'm on it. Don't worry. Don't Every worry. week. Don't Every worry, week. Every um, single week. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah i've been listening to a lot of old albums and yeah i mean my week's been all right i've been working obviously i work as well but that's me on your grind on my grind hey shoppy hey shops you right what's good yeah so um <laughs> <laughs> i love it i love it so funny you know life is cool life is calm you know another long exhausting week as an adult but what can i do i'm blessed <laughs> And um, yeah, got to me and Nick went to the highest nobility party on Monday. You guys always go to these parties as well. You were invited. You chose not to go. Low key, you said you were tired. You actually said you were tired. You were on the guest list. You chose not to go. Okay, shout out to Shopee for that. Thank you, man. Was that the Ace Hotel or the Curtain? Ace Hotel. Ace Hotel. That was the Ace Hotel in Shoreditch. And yeah, Raggers Original and Oscar World Peace performed, and we got to really take a sneak preview of the book they have coming out. It's gonna be. What's it, Nick? It's going to be... It's kind of like... A comprehensive catalogue of yeah. street fashion and culture throughout the ages of hip-hop over the last 15 years? Yeah, it's kind years? of... It's contemporary. Like, Jaden Smith's in the book, so it's yeah. quite contemporary and then mixed with trends and stuff that happen. I got a look at the book and so did Chope. Um It looked good. It looked good. Aesthetically pleasing. Um, a lot of good content. So I'm excited to see what comes of that. And, um, yeah, I'll be in Spain tomorrow, you know taking a break from the, the the perils of london the perils of england 
you know, I'm looking forward to some sun, some sea, and lots of sangria. And I'll be playing <laughs> Bass Tribe the entire trip. <laughs> love that, love that, love that. It's raining outside, so obviously me and Eden are jealous as shit. Yep, we're stuck in this the nigga UK. Fuck out here, doing fuck all. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's just go straight into it. So once again, we're going to discuss what we've all been listening to this week. So I've got a few things here. So first of all, first of all, I've been listening to No Name's Room 25 album. And yeah, this was actually her first studio album after her last project, Telephone. And yeah, um, initially at first, I didn't know what to think of, of it compared to her last project. But the great thing with repeated listens and actually taking time to really sit and let it simmer and immerse yourself in an album, it's really, really taken a hold of me. Like I can't stop listening to it. And I love that how it's kind of much more darker, more melancholy than her first album. And not that her first album didn't have those kind of topics, but I feel like even sonically, I feel like it's even within the production, like mm. there's just, it's just more of a solemn, somber mood. Yeah. But um, no, my favorite thing about this album is that on her last album, there was kind of this general idea of what modern neo soul, modern alternative hip hop is. Yeah. And that was what was on her album and coloring book and many of the new Chicago artists that Nick mentioned last week. But what I like about this album is that she really has um, taken greater stock in the historical lineage of those artists. So like I said, mm. if you're into the Soul Aquarians, this is the album for you. So like The Roots, Common. Oh, 100%. Eric Badu's Mama's Gone, D'Angelo's Voodoo. Shout them out. That's the, this is that kind of, Blau, like pretty much like every Blau album I'm getting vibes from on this Mate. album. And um, yeah, so like it's a really, really great reflective album. And I'm not going to call her a rapper anymore. I've realized that she is a spoken word poet. 100%. And she's just merely spouting her musings over great production. Mm. So definitely check that out, guys. And then secondly, I have been listening to Boss. So he is a member of J. Cole's Dreamville Collective. And I'm fairly new to Boss. I've always known who he is. I know songs here and there. I've heard him features, but... Oh, by the way, sorry. The album's called Milky Way. Mm. And um, this was my real introduction to him. I believe this is his second album. Yeah. And um, I really, really liked it. Like, straight off, off the bat, it's a nice, really easy listen. Very eclectic, tropical beats. It's very lighthearted. Very... Not too... Heavy. There are some darker songs on the album. There are some more emotional songs, but the the span of the topics tend to be about tend to be about numerous love interests. Don't know if there's one person in particular, but um, yeah, no, I'm really really great album, and it might be one of my favorite albums of the year. And like I said earlier in the mm. song in the episode Tribe, I've been playing that every fucking where every fucking day. I love that song, but elsewhere, <laughs> I love Front Desk. Barack Obama special fragrance. And before I go into my throwback of the week, back to No Name. My favorite songs are Self. That should have been a lot longer. Self is dope. That should have been a much longer song. Dope record. Great song, great introduction. Window, Montego Bay, and Ace. Mm. So it's a really a nice, real amazing collection of songs there. And now for my throwback of the week, I have been listening to Tina Marie. <laughs> so if you guys are aware, she is the ivory queen of soul, the first white artist to sign to Motown in the late 70s. And I don't know why, but she's just been on my heart and on my spirit recently. And I've just been playing a random barrage of her songs. 
And it just kind of confuses me how she was a white artist singing R&B song music and she never really popped. She never... And she has hits, but compared to her contemporaries and who was around at the time in the late 70s and early 80s, she didn't really have the massive success you would ascertain to someone like a... And sorry, sorry guys, a daily, uh, sorry, an Adele or a Sam Smith, you know, the fake gentrifiers of soul music. I'm you sorry. Said Adele, a daily. Adele Wrong. and Sam Smith. Oh, okay. He I said know. gentrifiers, Matt. Yeah, not daily. Not <laughs> I mean, daily. Not that I don't disagree not with. Not daily. Oh, daily. I thought you called yeah. Adele a daily. No. Oh, okay. A daily. Can like, you imagine some, like, some Pret a Manche esque name? <laughs> but yeah, sorry, go on. But um, yeah, no. Um, I just like to share, like you should guys check her out. She was, aside from being a great singer, but she was <clears throat> a ridiculous, highly developed songwriter, producer, arranger, multi-instrumentalist, like incredible. If you listen to like Portuguese Love, like the production, the way that song tra um, travels and builds, it is phenomenal. But elsewhere, check out that song. You make love like springtime. I need your loving. Yes, indeed. The entirety of the Irons and the Fire album. And yeah, do your research on her. Like, she was, I guess, the first Blue Eyed Soul artist before we knew what that was. But that's me for the week. Do Nick! Mind, do you mind just repeating the name of the album? Oh, the entirety of the Irons and the Fire album. And it's by Tina Marie. Tina Marie. Brilliant. So, um, this week for myself, I've been kind of in the space of. No, not necessarily listening to mainstream albums that have dropped from bigger artists. I've kind of listened, gone to my niche kind of areas. So I've spent time in R&B with um, Toronto Scene and Sordin released Nocturnal Nirvana, an EP, I think his third EP in um, the last three years. Um, so he used to be in a show, I think it was Drake's show as well, like the comedy or sitcom, sorry, that Drake was in a couple years ago before he actually entered his music career. So he is a singer as well and kind of delved into a lot of different projects and played around with different elements of R&B. I think this project delves into the production more and plays around with more technical production and more... Um, he just doubles in wider soundscapes than he usually has. Like um, he released a couple of other projects before and they were more in one pocket. But in this kind of Nocturnal Nirvana, he goes into himself a bit more and plays around with different soundscapes to convey his project. It is relationship orientated, but I think that with him, he can kind of tell it in a really poetic way. And I appreciate the type of lyrical content he uses in his songs. One of my favorite songs is the, the not the title track, but it's still called Nocturnal um, and Look Now as well. They're both really dope listens from the project. Elsewhere, I went to another Toronto Canadian artist called Silo Nozra. And this was a random find. Like I was on a Toronto blog because I like to pay attention to that scene. I really am interested in Toronto R&B and hip hop because I think they have a different soundscape to the pocket, such as in the States or um, the UK. And um, this is called Mud Mask, a really throwback R&B soul project. And um, it's just really original, really original in 2018. A lot of funk influence there. And I think Silo Nozra, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, he just really, really homes in on what it is to be an artist that appreciates old soundscapes. So some favorites on there are Snake Hips, which is the last track, Fading, which is track number three, 
and um, Fourth Free, which actually opens the project as well. Really good listen, and I suggest if you're a fan of 90s and 80s R&B and soul, you'll definitely F with this one heavy. And lastly, this dropped on Friday. So yesterday, we're recording on Saturday. And um, I've been waiting for this guy for a minute because Pharrell has been fucking up the pocket when it comes to business. He actually signed an R- um, sorry, a rapstress called Bia, uh, Perico Princess on uh, all socials. And she is a female MC. Uh, and she released a couple of projects a while back. She's definitely been slept on in terms of Pharrell not pushing her career. She signed to RCA Records, so Sony Music Entertainment. She kind of was signed to Pharrell. Then he got her a deal there because I don't think he can manage her, but he still supports and actively plays a role in her career. So this project is called Nice Girls Finish Last. Um, and she has six tracks, six tracks on the record. It's only 17 minutes long, but it conveys her really laid back kind of vibe of records. I think she's from the East Coast, but she discusses on Hollywood that she's more West Coast kind of oriented now and she lives in Hollywood lives in LA all of that and I think her laid back sound actually fits that scene a lot more because she's very sun tropical uh, Latin American influence as well she kind of intertwines between Spanish and English on some records and she'll surprise you with it as well she got a lot of shock value there some records that I love on the um, the EP is called Hollywood Blue Bank and Y-A-K-W-T-F G-O. Don't know what that stands for, but it's an acronym. And um, yeah, really good project, really stand out. And I think from a female lyrical perspective, there's so many aggressive female artists um, out right now, like Cardi B, uh, Eden's correcting me, women. I always do correct myself, but I think I'm in so much in my musical bag that I forgot, but women. Um, yeah, so so many few um, women. <laughs> Women, it's so hard to say this because so many publications say female rappers. So yeah, we're decolonizing. I mean, it's a process. We're decolonizing. It's, it's a process. process. It's a technical process. But women lyricists are so aggressive on the mic, and I think it's nice to hear some laid back kind of. You know how fabulous is kind of laid back on some records as well. He takes it a bit laid back, and it's different from the East Coast. I think that's the same with Bia. She's very laid back, different on the mic, and approaches it differently. And I think I can see where she's trying to get her USP out there. I just feel like it takes a right team to convey that to the masses and I really hope with the visuals the PR side she gets this together with this project because I think she's a really good artist and sonically it sounds like a new sound which kind of conveys what she's all about so yeah that is Bia and the project again is called Nice Girls Finish Last the EP on all streaming platforms Cool. Would you mind just summarizing the first artist just so they can get the name? So you said Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Swording, um, and that's called Nocturnal Nirvana and then we've got uh Mud Mask by an artist called Silo Nozra that's spelled S-Y-L-O-N-O-Z-R-A and then Sordin is spelled S-A-U-D-I-N and then Bia on all streaming platforms is B-I-A but on Twitter it's P-E-R-I-C-O Princess that's her handle obviously quick shout out to Cardi B as well for a feature with Partisan Fontaine Flames backing it up that was Flames that shut down Twitter a lot of people think it was recorded as a Nicki diss it wasn't it was recorded five months when she was pregnant so just quick disclaimer on to Eden cool um, also it was kind of recommended to us that we create like a Spotify or um, Apple Music playlist with all the music that we talk about if you guys want that let us know um, send us a message on that's pod so D-A-T-S-P-O-D and we'll make that happen. I know you love Nick's suggestions and Shopee's throwbacks. We can do like a throwback um, 
playlist and we can do like new music or new discoveries and stuff like that mm. um but yeah just let us know guys as i said anything you want any questions or anything send it to dat's pod um instagram or twitter and we'll be more than happy to answer it but yeah on to me now so for me i was in a bit of a weird place this week i said it was a good week but in terms of music it was a bit of a bad week so i haven't listened to any of the new music as i was saying my baby's mahalia i didn't really listen to her her ep that came out yesterday um <laughs> what's funny don't oh. challenge our love um wow <laughs> rotted but um yeah so i've been listening to a lot of old albums so I was in a I was in a mood where there's a lot of nostalgia and stuff like that. I was on the tra- on the train, sorry, um, and just flicking through my phone, just looking for music because nothing was really connecting. But luckily, I came across a really not old album, but album that I haven't listened to in a while. Um, the Evolution of Robin Thicke. That's quite old. It came out twelve years ago. Well, I mean, like when I say old, I think like two thousand and like 90s etc etc so yeah this this album came out in 2000 obviously a lot of people know robin thick is but if you don't he's like a he i don't know if he still makes music i think yes, he stopped he does. Me, yeah but no one really listens he, he to makes him music still. yes he does oh okay. he had a lot of controversy around him regarding um his song i know you oh, know, what was it called blurred lines blurred lines, yeah. lines he had a lot of controversy with the marvin gay family so robin thick's a tenor and um his music is really rhythmic if you didn't see him i would have assumed he was black personally me just by the type of music mm, that he makes mm. yeah definitely um, back in the day but the evolution of robin thick is for me very, a really mature album because it's the album where he talks about his addictions i mean you've got a song called cocaine and all the things i can't have which has like a kind of um latino um vibe to it like south american vibe to it but the album kind of makes me think about the future a lot just for me it's like his evolution as an artist is it makes me think about my evolution as a person Mm. um so mentally it makes me go through time and like imagine a lot of things there's a song called superman which is about love and stuff like that i was like rah okay that's deep um and also he had quite a few like nice features on there he has um little wayne like two little wayne features on there faith evans faith evans pharrell um, quite a few and the album is probably one of my favorite albums to listen to um, when I'm traveling or just in general to be honest it's a very uh, good album I love that album yeah I do prefer album. old Robin Thicke yeah yeah no Paula wasn't a good album Hundred. Oh, but no, no even that like every Robin Thicke album is fantastic except Paula and the Bloodlines album yeah like Sex Therapy was also an incredible album the song Sex Therapy is amazing 100%, but the album too 100%. and Love After War now that was such an underrated album such a slept on album yeah, yeah. Love After War check that out guys mm. yep so that was my first album I was, I was listening to the second one so if you know me know me like if we've been boys since day you will know that maxwell is my guy like maxwell we going there mads so i was listening to black summer's night the 2009 version not the most recent release i don't i still don't understand why he named his album to black summer's night again it's a trilogy but even saying that i just feel like because he capitalizes the black for the first one the second one he capitalizes the summers and then the one yeah it's gonna be night it's stupid it's confusing but yeah maxwell one of my favorite artists to live honestly in my personal opinion um obviously a neo soul artist legend um you probably know him from pretty wings or um ascension you won't know it as ascension though but you'll know the song if you heard it um so i was listening to this album more than those two songs come on this is maxwell yeah i I mean less hope because some of this generation lifetime hmm. fortunate till the cops come knocking some of our generation are quiet that song is my tune. Please give Maxwell more praise, please. That's no, what we we're are. saying. Let's go get, check his discography if you don't know. Listen, that's not even, in get my opinion, it. that's not even his best album. 
Um, Urban Hang Suite is my favorite. That's my favorite That's Max a dope record. Yeah, it's amazing. That's a and Embryo was ahead of its time. That's exactly. A, that was the second time Agreed. it was ahead of its time. Agreed. Agreed. Of its time. But I was listening to um, Black Summer's Night. The songs on there are amazing. Pretty Wings, obviously, one of my favorite songs ever written. I mean, the lyrics on that are incredible. The perfect way to describe like a breakup or something like that. Um, what else is there on this album? Oh, it's got um, Fistful of Tears, Someone mm. Stop the World. Taste, mm. um, taste. It's just an amazing album, man. For me- Help somebody. Yeah, and I don't know why, but Maxwell's music makes me want to buy an apartment just to paint it. It's, it sounds mad, but I want to listen to that type of music in the background while it's like redecorating. It's very therapeutic. Yeah. His music is very soothing. Like you want to do soothing. something to improve something when you yeah. listen to Maxwell's music. So. That, oh, those are the two artists, albums man. that I'm listening to. I'm still listening to Amine's album. I, I love it so much. And every day I find a new song that I love for a different reason. Mm. And yeah, that's, that's a me. dope record. I played that during work as well. It's a really good project. Yeah, every song on there is yeah. good. Every single like song. Like him, Gold Link. I think I've said this first episode, Kate and I like all them. The future. The future. Yeah. Steve Lacey. The future, Steve Lacey. Oh yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah, we did this. But still, gotta got, got, you got to listen to them. All of them. But yeah, that's the recommend well not recommendations but that's what we're listening to at the moment so news a lot of music business related news has happened this week so we've got drake in the headlines we've got we've got a lot of people in the headlines this week so first of all we'll go to someone who i really want to quickly discuss and get it over with we're gonna go to <laughs> kanye west i really didn't want this as a topic it was outruled for me but um scoopity poop Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, let's get this section over with. Um, so Kanye West. Jesus. Mr. West. Mr. Hollywood, whatever. Mr. Kardashian. Mr. Kardashian, you know. So he is releasing an album, potentially. Not that he's not released enough fucking projects this year, but he's back next Friday, apparently. <laughs> if SoundCloud, <laughs> if Spotify, if iTunes don't fuck up or if he doesn't get the album on time, but Yandy, another project, Yandy. So it is announced on the season premiere of SNL. It will be coinciding with that. It will be released on the 29th. We don't know if this new little pump feature called I Love It, uh, which- I'm not, I'm not gonna front, that is a banger. I love that song. That I haven't even atrocious. finished it. I haven't I, finished I it. it. I haven't finished it. All I've seen is what Twitter has shown me through little clips. Haven't seen it. Haven't watched all of it. But yeah, 29th September, same night as SNL. He is due to release Yandy. Now he put something on IG, which looks like a Watch the Throne kind of um, spin-off, a second edition. Jay-Z will not be featuring on this project unless they've somehow in the background uh, resolved their issues. But we, we know that would have been, TMZ would have got to that. But, um, yeah what do you guys think of this yandy and apparently he's got chance the rapper coming up before the end of the year as well what do you guys think of this because i've got a lot to say but i can't bother right now so just someone else take <laughs> please I, I am extremely tired of kanye west but the annoying thing is the album cover he's tweeted for yandy has me excited because i loved jesus <laughs> and well let me not say loved i appreciated what he tried to do with jesus he tried to change hip-hop and the kind of um they tr he tried to make hip-hop sonically more experimental and yeah. i really appreciated that so i'm interested in what he's going to do with yandy but i don't care for kanye west will as you a be person pressing anymore. play 
What's with? No, I'm just asking. Will you be pressing? No, because you said you're not interested in him. So, so like, are you pressing play? You're not pressing play. I was really good at avoiding his last I album. I haven't played it. Still I haven't, haven't, played, I haven't it. played it either. Played all the other ones. Well, I cheated. Sierra. I listened to reviewers who were playing the music in the background. So I was like, I didn't want to give so him the views. You didn't want to give him the. I didn't want to give him the revenue. Okay, right. But I wanted to listen to it. So yeah. I kind of cheated. But um, I don't know if he has a good single. I, feel I like mean, what if I love it is the single? Oh, you said it's if, a if I love it's a single, then no. Did it, you it, did you not say it was a banger? No, I love it. Oh, I okay. love the song, but like the, if, the whole, if the whole album to me it is if this if the whole album sounds like that, then I'm not interested. Okay, because cool. I'm looking for an album that he's trying to do something different again. Okay, so like, you from Kanye, you get evolution and like trying to do stuff different and mix yeah. that together. Okay, cool. Kanye is one of the best artists for evolution. Right. If you look at his history, he's always kind of improved or done something different on an album. Even okay. if it's bad, even for better or worse results. He's experimental. He's that's, something we yeah. can all, and that's, something, that's something we can all agree on. Exactly. And that's something baseline. you've really got to appreciate him for. Yeah. But me, probably, I'll listen to it a month later so he doesn't go number one. But um, It's going number one. It, it will go number one. Okay. So, okay. I've, I won't listen to it for a month's time. Hopefully you guys will join me in not listening to it for a month. Definitely I don't like, not. Oh, I don't like the rebrand he's doing at the moment. It's like going this to Chicago. This is what we're talking about after Chicago. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, All yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, I might listen. Might not. Do you have don't any know. thoughts on the joint album of Chance the Rapper? Because that might come before the end of the year. Is that... I thought that was for 2019. Well, it's, there's rumours about it potentially Chance, coming Chance, please go away until you have your own project sorted. Uh, please, thanks. <laughs> but he released the four... Was it he, Those, those it four... Those, those four the, songs. Those yeah, those weren't great. I mean, Chance, um, I prefer Mick Jenkins. I prefer other people in Chicago, wow. so... Wow. Well, I am a Chance the Rapper fan. I love all your projects, but those four songs you put out this year weren't up to scratch. Weren't it. They weren't it. I'm a bit iffy when it comes to Chance the Rapper because I think he's a bit bookie the way he Oh, no, no, no. Let me make this clear. I love his music, but I'm aware that Chance the Rapper, the person, is sketchy. Yeah. Sketchy, calculated, potentially an industry plant to some people. Mm. But mm. because although we were talking about evolution with Kanye West just a minute ago, Chance's evolution was too quick because he went well, from. Musically or. Just in general, like his, his brand, brand, his brand. So his whole independent, I'm from Chicago, I'm humble, all this well, kind of stuff. Just to that. Like he went from acid rap, like which that. about taking fucking acid to church boy, church boy. I haven't done no savior wrong. of SoundCloud, save yourself type person. I just feel like his, it was too quick and I don't believe it. I mean, Shoppe said he's out here doing performances, doing 10 minute dedications oh, for yes. God, which I'm not dead. I'm not saying that God is a bad thing or like praising God is a bad thing, but I'm just saying, it fits with your point that like it just seems forced. the rebrand is definitely a bit forced. but what Nick is referring to so yeah I go on unpack. I saw him in Electric Brixton two years ago yeah and it was a great show I had a really good time it mm-hmm. was he was he was dope he was amazing yeah but there was one point where before doing finish line and how great he decided to just speak for 10 minutes about the greatness of our our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. El Shaddai Jesus Christ mm-hmm. And um, initially I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be a nice little intro for the gospel songs. But he actually went on for like a good 10 to 12 minutes. <laughs> to the point where these two white guys behind me were like, just play some fucking tunes, mate. <laughs> Get the tune done, mate. Come C- on. Come on, son. <laughs> just play come the tunes. On. Come on. Do you know what? Chance, you know, music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, musically. And I was like, you know what? You know what? You know what, Brendan? I agree. <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> he, he said Brendan. He had a name. Apparently, <laughs> allegedly, supposedly. You know, Angus, I agree. <laughs> anyway, chance for 
me, music is fine, but I just think that I prefer some other Chicago artists better. But Chope, what are your opinions on Kanye and this joint project and <sighs> Yandy apparently dropping in seven days, six days? First of all, I, I'm just so disillusioned. I'm just detached from anything <laughs> Kanye does at this point. Like... It just, nothing he does in the news or musically, it just doesn't resonate with me. So this I Love It song, it's a bit catchy, but it's it's generally whack. Right. It's kind of an embarrassing blemish on pretty much an otherwise incredible catalog. Well, that last album was, was trash as well, but you know. Oh. Um, I don't know. Um, for the album, it is what it is. I'm going to hear it anyway because I work in the music industry. So, so they're going to play it because yeah. it's Kanye. They're going to play play because it it's a new release. So I guess I can give some thoughts on that. When I, when I'm back, please but, tell me because I will not be playing on release. But no, I'm not really please excited. I just don't really care. I just, man. As for the Chance project, now this could be good. Could be good because despite my feelings for Chance the person, I do think he's a great rapper and he's a great musician too. Like he clearly is someone that understands musicality and he's someone that understands production in a way that goes beyond just you know tapping keyboards like he understands instrumentation and arrangements which you could have which you heard loads and blatantly on coloring book and even the surf mixtape but i just feel like chance just if i'm gonna be blunt right now he he just adores kanye too much to the point where i don't think he would put his own stamp on whatever they do it's like if kanye said it's good then i like it if Kanye thinks it's great, then I think it's great too. And it could just mean sacrificing what could have been a great album. But most importantly, I don't want any new Chance music unless it's your own album or mixtape. I'm sorry. That's why we're looking for the follow-up to Coloring Book now. No more joint albums. No more random songs. Just give us the album. You did an amazing song on the Colbert show about five months ago, which you didn't write the night before. But whatever that song was, it was incredible. And I need that in studio. So that's me. We're discussing Chicago now. So, yeah. Um, just a quick one. I wouldn't mind seeing not seeing Chance until like 2020. Just saying. Just saying. No, he needs a year to kind of figure it out. And then, but in my opinion, but um, that's just all, that's just all music artists in general. Can we just relax for a bit? Because yes. I can't. Twenty nineteen, we can yeah, have I a quiet one, anymore, please. Man. And and I'm just it gonna say is. this: Rihanna, the dancehall album's coming as well. And I'm so, gonna say this: you know, like, Chris Brown, wherever you are in the world, I don't know where you are. I don't know what you're smoking. I don't know where you are. Oh, but please. I need you to go away, leave us alone, retreat until 2023. Do you know what? I'll give him some, pro- I'll give him some, do you know what? No, I'll give him some, no. Pro- no, hold on, hold on. I'll give him some little um, claps for remaining quiet in the news as of late. But music, you know, come mm. on, let's leave it for 2023, a while. 2023, Let's go. leave it for a while. But I just remember something, just quickly. I know we're not going to talk about it, but it's just a random point that I find really, really fucking cool. Go. So... I was I woke up this morning and saw a notification saying that Rihanna is now an ambassador in Barbados. Bro, I saw that one too. And she can make official decisions on that. Exactly. Oh, I rate I actually so, rate her for right, that. So I rate I, her for that. I'm from I'm half Bajan, half Jamaican. And for me, like back home, Rihanna is a big, big, big deal. She's like your queen. Well, yeah, I guess so. She is like but technically like, kind of mm, like your queen. That is very, very mad. It I, is I, mad. I, is that a thing? Have have like artists become ambassadors of countries before? I'm going to check my history with Jamaica, but I feel like... I feel like Rihanna, Marley like Beanie Yeah, I feel like, I feel like <laughs> you know, we need, to do our, we need to do our homework. But Rihanna being able to do that, I feel like I prefer... I love Rihanna for everything she does outside of music. Like, literally, I love 
everything she's doing outside of music right now. Shaking up the makeup industry, doing her thing in fashion. Lingerie. Doing yeah, lingerie. About oh, no, it was dead. Doing this Bayesian thing now. It's just, oh, it's great. It's if great to see. Fenty lingerie around you, she doesn't rate you because it doesn't bang. That's Can you allow her, please? Let her have a bow. Let's clap bang. for Rihanna and Beja. Right, except for the lingerie. Bados, sorry. Well done, but we're not rating the yeah. lingerie. Okay, go on. On with the show, Nick. Right, right, right. Let's get back to Kanye, Kanye. and this rebrand. So he got his old management back, um, as reported by that grape juice. And um, he's now back in Chicago claiming that he's going to move there. We'll see because, you know, and Kanye, never leaving again. Apparently, You know, Kanye changes decisions every week. So we'll see. But he's planning to move there. Kim K will not be joining him there, which I don't give a fuck about anyway. But um, yeah, and he's back in Chicago trying to do this rebrand of humble Chicago boy who just wants to give back to the city. What do we think about this? Do we think it's authentic? Do we think it's some strategy behind it? What is Kanye West doing right now outside of the music? It's a false attempt to get the black community back on your side. Point blank, period, the end, end of chapter, conclusion. Yep, that's literally all it is. I don't really care. I don't think it'll make a difference to anything whatsoever. He may donate some money somewhere because then he'll realise that the black community aren't as stupid as he thinks we are. But um, I genuinely couldn't care less about what Kanye West does right now. He sold out his people. Um, he decided mm. to back Trump. Mm. Um, all of that. I don't really care what he does right now. Mm. Whether Kim Kardashian joins him or not, just don't, don't care. care for the guy. Kim, the annoying thing about um, Kanye West is I know he's one of those people who are going to appreciate when he's dead. I know that's going to be the case. Uh, when when he passes, I know for a fact people are going to be like he was the greatest rapper to live. And or, arguably deservedly so. I mean, if Mac yeah, Miller no. got this much praise when he died, you know, Kanye is oh, going to be... Can you I mean, oh my there's going to be Kanye week in Chicago, like legit. No, yeah. Kanye There'll will, be a madness. He's going to get a lot. It'll be a madness. And arguably deserved. Yeah, so it is deserved. No, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not deserved. deserved it, will, musically. it will 100% be deserved. But the annoying thing is, we're living in the period right now where he's being really fucking annoying. So we can appreciate him whilst he's alive, because that's what people are going to say when he dies. Like, oh, you guys didn't appreciate him when he was alive and stuff like that. But we have to admit that he's being really fucking annoying right now. Whether he goes back to Chicago and actually makes a difference or not, that period of his, of his life oh, where he decided to back Trump who is probably the one of the worst presidents that the United States has ever had. And um, basically back all of these white nationalists by mm. all of the shit that he was mm. saying. I just, and slavery, I'm just remembering stuff like right now and I'm getting vexed. So like in general- I mean, he apologized quote unquote for that comment, yeah. but- And let's you know, not forget, whatever. he once said, this is before Trump, he once said racism can't exist because me, Jay-Z and Beyonce are successful. And he said, he said, um, classism is the new thing and racism is mm-hmm. like 2012 on the breakfast You know, club he's a new black yeah. as well. Definitely like Pharrell. We're not sending for Pharrell right now. We're not doing that. But um, we yeah. can get to Pharrell another time because I appreciate his music. But again, issues. Anyway, go that's on. all I have to say on Kanye West. I do hope he changes. But for right now, I'm not really interested. But do you, in think, it, do you think it makes a difference? Personally, because- I was just going to say real quick that I think with Kanye West it's like everyone will fall on the sword for this nigga like to just make sure that he's protected at all costs like some people will look past all the comments he's done the Don Trump support I mean to be honest if you have the right rationale I wouldn't even look into your political opinion if you had the right rationale if it was like an economic thing, if it was like there was strategy behind your political choice, you can support a right wing. You know, there's plenty of black people in this country that support right wing for reasons which sometimes can make sense, you know? 
Me personally, no, it's a dub. But if Kanye's just coming with his slavery shit, he said sorry, whatever, but the damage is done. I feel like he's more focused on his fashion ascent to greatness and that has clouded his complete judgment over the last couple of but years. his clothes suck. That's what I'm saying. So he, yeah, aspi- no, he always good. aspired to... No, 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 Yeezy's basic. He always aspired to kind of be in this league of, you know, the Burberry's and all this kind of stuff, the Louis Vuitton's, all of that. And when he got rejected by them, he just went on this sympathetic kind of house Negro shit. And it's just like, it's over. We all see it. Some people ain't going to speak on it because they love him. Some people ain't going to speak on it because they want the Kanye feature. Some artists in the industry are blatantly playing respect to politics to go on the sword for him. But fundamentally, I just think he's problematic. But I just want to add to that. I know Shopee has something to say afterwards. But the way that rappers behave around Kanye West in America... It's disgusting. It's mm, trash, But bro. it reminds me of the way that UK rappers Drake. act about Drake Knew it. in the UK. Knew it. So that's just that's just an intra- interesting kind of comparison. Camping in their comments. Yeah, like... In the IG. <laughs> as soon as he lands in Heathrow, Drake, yo, yeah. my nigga! Mate, it's so embarrassing, bro. Exactly. Like, he, does des- he does deserve it because of all the people he's put on, like Dave, Skepta. So people to beg him and go by everything he says. Like, you can respect someone publicly in interviews and stuff like that without mm. camping in comments yeah. over every single... Yo, this is so funny. He made some fun of someone working... There was bare rappers in the co- UK rappers specifically doing laughing signs. Like, relax, bro. Well, we got a topic on Drake that's coming up. Yeah, you probably know what's going to happen. But so. I just want to pose this question to, th- to the two of you. <laughs> Go Nick, for it. You do need to say the damage has been done, but I question has it really because, you know, that new song is currently top 10 on Billboard. His album. Ooh, number top one 10. this year. Yeah, it's top 10. Number five, I think. And his new, his earlier album, Yeah, it went number one. The Kid See Ghost album. <clears throat> Also went number one. So has the damage been done? The damage has been done to me. That's what I meant with that. You like my comments. The damage has been done to me. Have I played the album? No. Have I streamed the song? No. Will I stream this new album? Probably not. If I do, it's illegally. The damage has been done. No, swear down, swear down. He's not getting my coins for the next couple of years. Like legit consistency. He so what will it take for you to get your, his co- get, get your coins? Be with the real Kanye. He's in the sunken place. He's tried to do videos on IG saying he's out of the sunken place. Sure not. We know what Kanye out of the sunken place is. I think he needs mental health. There's something going on there. I feel like he, he even knows anyway. He knows. But like, he, I don't think he's gone to the right place. He's gone to the Kardashian doctors. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like it's been short term. Maybe Same one week. Silicone cheeks. One week here. <laughs> I mean, he did say he got that surgery <laughs> to like not be called Rob Kardashian. But yeah, um, he needs to, he needs serious like mental cleansing and you know I'm not going to blame just the Kardashians because he's been a madness before as well I just think that oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, let's not he's just always been a madness let's not just blame the, the, the Kardashians that terrible family but, but even, yes. yeah in a different way but um damage has been done to me personally until I see and feel authentically that he's changed I just think he's too much has been done and too much slander for the sake of um self has been done um, with Kanye West, you know, I don't, I, I just don't care. I'm, I'm indifferent to him right now. I don't, I really don't care about the music. Like, I genuinely, it's crossed over for me. I just don't care. Mm. You have the same detachment that I do. I don't feel like I've missed out on a Kanye project. Nope, mm. you haven't. You know, mm. you well, haven't. Okay, so feel quite- for Kid Cudi though. Love him. Feel for him. And I will Being say this. To the brand. I will say this. I did think the Kid See Ghost album was quite good. Okay. I didn't think he was That's quite cool. good. You, you gave it I a I have play. to be blunt. Like, you know, this is a music podcast. Being a music fan, music enthusiast, that, that was, was a pretty solid project. But the Yay album, no, that can go in the bin. 
Okay. All right. So the question you asked, you asked both of us. So, will do I think you basically asked, is it effective? Yeah. Our, our cancellation, like of cancel Kanye West. Um, I think he's been quite smart with all the marketing that he's been putting out, like going to Wyoming, um, previewing the album before. Working with Little Pump was a smart move. I didn't really expect that from Kanye West, to be honest. Um, to be honest, I feel like with all cancellations, it should start with you. You shouldn't follow the trend because then it's too late. For so for me and Nick, for example, we won't listen to Kanye West. Um, although I did listen to the song. The album I still haven't listened to or streamed, I should say. Um, but I do think it's being effective because now he's having to make these efforts to kind of get the black vote again. Well, not the black vote. He's not running but, but the black buyers yeah the black buyers because obviously there must be something like there must be a spreadsheet out there somewhere showing the percentage of black people listening to his music and it must have gone down so i imagine it's it's been quite effective i feel like his sales for yay i want to say that i saw in a report somewhere that they were significantly lower like he still reached number one which is fine but your sales can significantly Im- be impacted still so whether he that sold, was Black Buyers three, or not. He sold strongly for an album 2018, but by Kanye's standards, no. By Kanye's standards, yeah. Did Travis Scott sell more? Yes. 100%, like all the big rappers, the Drakes, the J. Coles, the Kendricks, surpassed him by a lot. Cardi sold more than him. By a lot. So he's had he's a, he's had a hit to the Nikki Kanye franchise. He's had a hit. I, so we said no I Nikki mean, today. I mean, that's Shoffe's topic. No, wait, that's let me tell a story. I said no Nikki today and Shoffe said to me that I won't speak about Nikki. No, Minaj. I feel like she's been brought up already today. Like, she hasn't. Comment. I feel she like hasn't. no one said anything she, she about Nikki. She hasn't Nikki. been brought up today. Oh, well. Well, yeah. Queen <laughs> I think he's obsessed. he's obsessed. He's <laughs> obsessed. Shoppe's clearly obsessed with his agenda. I'm and really smart, over it. Like, I'm um, lethargic about the thought of Kanye and this woman. <laughs> so we finna move on. Let's go to the next topic. Yeah, so let's, let's put that to bed. <laughs> right. So Spotify. Shoppe's still smiling. <laughs> Sorry, can't continue. Ironically, I've seen a lot of SoundCloud ads this week, but Spotify looking to just kill it. You know, as we said, chance before apparently saved SoundCloud. But apparently. Apparently, allegedly. Supposedly. Supposedly. PR agenda. Anyway, um, allegedly, Spotify is now letting artists bypass labels and upload their own music. So, independents have in the past had to go through platforms to then get their content on Spotify. But this new testing beta version will allow artists to, um, a selection in America, to um, bypass and roll out their own songs features whatever and get the royalties um on their own dashboards etc to their accounts all of that so it's very much just to upload and go kind of service and upload go get your coin all of that and do your thing um no name has been instrumental in this because they've spoken to artists such as her to get her a view and i think they've tested it out with her latest project which was released uh last week so yeah guys what do we think about this autonomy independently coming into the game what do we think is going to change and um yeah do we think this is positive negative soundcloud all the other platforms what do we think i'm just confused because nick and i discussed this earlier but there's already loads of independent artists on Spotify and other streaming platforms. So why is this particularly different? So they're going to own their copyright and distribute their content without having to go through third-party platforms. And who are the third-party platforms? Um, I, it's not stated in this article, but basically the way it works is they go to the third-party platforms that exist, they upload their content, 
and then that's that's the way it works. Or they go through. Um, do they have to, they have to pay? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but I think their copyright gets affected. Like it's not all the way them. I think a certain percentage might get to the third party. Uh, so the basically, the money rights. goes completely to the artist now. This is like complete autonomy, complete authenticity. So what Tidal thinks they're doing? Is- essentially, essentially, yeah. But I think maybe if Tidal do it already, this is just Spotify's equivalent. I'm yeah, I'm just confused, but fair enough. But if they do get that, just in the hypothetical scenario that it is, well, it is. They literally say it in the Rolling Stones article. You can search this, guys, and take a read for yourself. That uh, we're working with independent artists and their teams to own their copyright and distribute their content on their terms. That is the exact statement. Well, if this is true, well, it, they're about to launch. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's only in America it's in right beta now. For, yeah, it's beta uh, in America. No yeah. name has been included in the first phasing of this. I think it's a great idea. And I just think it is just contributing to the fact that even though major labels still have a monopoly on what, you know, counts as success in terms of resources yeah. they have, we are slowly, slowly but surely reaching a point where labels will become obsolete. 100% but do you know what's super interesting just to go before Eden speaks um, yesterday I saw for the top I think it was like 50 songs or something uh, Hits hits Daily Double um, did this that uh, Atlantic own was it Atlantic? was it Atlantic? Universal, it was Universal Universal own 70% of the top songs right now on the charts but I feel like that doesn't matter because the yeah. Spotify thing hasn't been introduced yet yeah so. it hasn't so it will shake up but that, that's that's really I don't think it will shake up that much straight away though no 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 it's no. going to take time to phase it in and obviously they're only releasing beta now in the US so to phase it globally is a different ball game and even someone like No Name she's never well not never but at this present juncture she's not a singles eye she doesn't have hits she has a, a core niche pocket fan yeah. base that will go yeah it was just off one of your comments saying independent it is a slow grind and i think in our generation we'll see some shifts we definitely will by like 2050 but But i i also think it's going to be a bit difficult and i feel like labels are just going to change their strategy because as you've seen in the past few years there's a few industry plants that have come through and hidden under quite complicated agreements which mean they are under the label but they are technically still independent posing as independent so that might be the future so we might have people that are quote unquote independent but really and truly they're not so i think the future it i feel like labels like all industries they adapt to changes like for example publishing industries and stuff like that with amazon taking over and stuff playlists yeah playlists playlists right now streaming in general in general so i I feel like their strategy is going to change completely but on the actual topic i am very excited about this so i am excited about anything that involves the people being in control of how they're marketed, the type of music they make, and also um, how they're approached by Spotify or their audience. 100%. So um, I also think for the podcast industry, it'll be quite interesting because I don't know if this is exclusively to music, but this podcast in particular, we've been trying to figure out how to get onto Spotify. Or and a Apple lot of music. other podcasts, they always, always, they get on Apple Music, but then there's no Spotify link. Exactly. For a lot of them. Yeah. And it's because it's quite an exclusive thing to do. I think you have to speak to quite a few people, but opening it up so that anyone who can basically jump in front of a microphone, shameless Scott Studio plug right there, but anyone who can I'm get inside dead. the studio and um, record a song 
or a podcast, it's much easier to get your vision, your your sound out there into the world. And I think it's a great opportunity to really shake up the creative industry. Because at the moment, really and truly, all we're getting for the next generation or music in general are these multicolored dread head people that make bass filled songs with no substance. Or is or all they talk about is taking lean. Well, sorry, I don't Wait, know, what was that point? Lean. So um, at the moment, the um, industry is full of these dreadhead multi oh, okay. people. Yeah. So all you're getting is lean music, or you're getting um, what are they, what are they even taking nowadays? Like Money, Percocets. Percocets. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's. I feel like this will be great for the future. I feel like it'll make a massive it'll difference. Look like but there will be more gremlins that benefit from this deal as well, because <laughs> they could just sign up. Yeah, they could. Lee, Lee, track, track, but bump, then bump. that will give more chances to say, for example, I know she's already in the industry, but the Tinks yeah. or, or the artists that actually make genuinely good music. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I, no. I, I low-key got your point, but I was just playing. <laughs> yeah, I disagree. Good. I agree with Nick on that, though, because... But you disagreed with me. No, I agree with Nick. He, he agreed with me. No, I was literally... No, I, Nick's I was, I was Nick's playing devil's advocate, so there's two sides to uh, it. Obviously, Nick's, we'll get more dreadheads, but we will get more Yeah, uh, as I'm saying, because So there'll be a more disparity as well. The lab- labels, and they have the monopoly on what is hot. They kind of control our tastes to an extent. I and love that, our tastes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They control our tastes, but... So you can have oh shoot! I literally thought you said artists yeah. in a funky way, but you said our tastes. My bad. My our bad. tastes. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know it sounds kind of like our tastes. Oh my so god! Control our tastes. My bad. My ears, guys. So and obviously these um little rappers and little babies and pumps and these stupid and dolls, whatever. Bad baby. <laughs> these stupid little children. I called them gremlins but earlier. There, there's gonna be more, more people, more of these idiots that are gonna come out. Oh, I can do that too. I can go on Spotify as well. Cool. And they're just gonna let me let me put out my trash. They'll be too high and stoned for that, so don't worry about it. They need the push by the label. They're drug Some addicted. Some of them genuinely come up off SoundCloud though. Like I've seen, um, what's his name, Lil Uzi came up off SoundCloud. He's different though. He's not. He's not that type of. You think? Yeah, I don't think he's in that era. These people, era? I feel like they seriously. He right, kickstarted. He kickstarted that era, though. Yeah, he probably exactly. But that's why I'm saying he's not like them. He's he was kind of the original in a way. Okay. Uh, Although they all basically derive from Little Wayne. Hundred ten percent. They all come from Little Wayne. Ten percent. But pretty much. Lil Uzi Vert, I feel like he has more of a creative direction. I feel like he knows the type of music he wants to make. You see it in the kind of like Paramore. Um, he like, mixes like rock He punk. calls himself a rock star Yeah, yeah he does exactly. call himself a rock star And even going back to Lil Yachty hmm. Who I, I liked his first album I can't like Lil Boat Yeah well Lil Boat yeah Yeah Wait was that or what, some, some, It was like a boat It's the it one with like boat. He's in a cinema And like Oh his album His, his first album, album. His first yeah, yeah, album. Yeah, I love album. that album Okay cool Harley's a banger Just saying um, But yeah I wasn't making a point But continue um, I don't have anything else to say Right well, Oh I don't, I don't listen to any of these rappers By the way Just saying yeah, I don't know any of their names. Ooh, I, I can't yeah, lie. I don't know any are. of their names. I won't listen to them. Oh, Actually, you know what? One day, we should do it. We should listen to I some I feel of like we should have a trap week or yeah. something and just well, speak about how we found like, Every some of these artists. Every week trap week. Everywhere you well, go. We should, we should diversify. I feel like um, there should be a week we listen to heavy metal and shit. <laughs> I mean, Chopin's face ain't saying a lot right now. Well, let's have a gospel week. 
I'm 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 involved. I'm leaving the podcast. You know, Kirk Franklin, the Clark sisters. I listen to Kirk Franklin, but I'm not trying to get saved. Marvin Sapp, you know. Don't save me. Yolanda Adams. Wow. I'm not trying to get saved. Right, let me move swiftly on because (laughs) we're doing a lot. Uh, speaking on streaming platforms, SoundCloud in the UK will now contribute to the UK's charts. The um, UK official single yeah, chart. Yeah, the UK official single chart shows how much I pay attention to it this time. Anyway, um, yeah, it will contribute to it. Obviously, only official licensed songs will count in the streams towards that. What do we think about this? Guys, Eden? Uh... I don't really know to be honest. I don't I don't pay attention to the UK SoundCloud scene that much, you know. I really should, but I just don't. Mm. Um I think I think it'll do great for a lot of the undiscovered talent. Mm. As we said in previous episodes, there does seem to be a formula at the moment for the UK scene to basically get a hit, basically <laughs> put one ace in on a tune or put um Certain production or um, Haley or, or anyone, just put them on a the tune and you'll get to number one with like an Afro swing type. Who's or your break, no, 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 your break top 40. Your break, top, break 40. top 40, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah your yeah. break top 40. But um, I think it'll be quite interesting to see all the different talent. I'm, I feel like the scene is very inspired right now. We have a lot of great artists at the mm-hmm, moment, mm-hmm. especially in the RB scene, Taliwo, um, yeah, big exactly. artists, exactly, and, Tally and rappers that aren't grime, 110, yeah, um. Like I said earlier, Rags Original, Oscar World Peace, they're great. Even Children of Zeus, no one talks about them. Yeah, Children, Children of, of Zeus. Zeus. Like, yes. they're good. Their first yeah. album, though, not their second. But Sharpay's going to disagree anyway. But, what? Um, Wait, you thought the story so far was better than Travel Light? Yeah. No. I love that no. album. The first two songs on that album make the whole album for me. Wait, so you didn't like Vibrations? No. Okay. I feel like someone like Avelino will benefit from this as well, like when he gets the sound right, because I think his old stuff's great too. But um, yeah, I think just this Afro swing wave, like I don't care. I'm going to say it on air. It's tired. It's boring. The same beat. Whenever I hear it, I sigh. Like it was it's great. It was great. Life. It was great at the start. It was. And just, just like trap with me, it's just, it's very samey. Very samey. And I'm not just going to diss the UK culture because in the US, just said it, trap, samey. Afro swing, samey. Like we need to diversify the palette a bit. And I this think, might do that. Might I think get it right. Afro swing has a shelf life. I just want to say quickly because I know we didn't put any albums that we were listening to this week. But Chipmunk dropped a new album. No, it was an EP. Album. Dizzy dropped an EP. It was an album. It was an album. Chipmunk. Ten yeah. ten, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he dropped a new album. It's actually really good. Um, we'll talk about it probably next week when we've all had an opportunity to listen to it if we want to. One um, point. Yeah. Real quick. I know we're segueing. We'll get back to the main topic. Oh, I know where you're gonna go with this. Um. Yeah. I tweeted this last night. A lot of people got engagement from it. Um. I think a lot of these UK artists to some extent need to get better PR teams because how am I only finding out through Black Twitter that the album dropped? To be fair, the Mobile Awards did do something um, and so did um, the Fire in the Booth, so Charlie Sloth. They, what did they do? So Chip, Chip released uh, Fire in the Booth. Okay. Um, and the Mobo Awards um, congratulated him on the award. They tweeted about the album and- Congratulated um, him on what award? Not the award, sorry, on the album. They congratulated him on the album, said like, well done to a a Mobo winner. Okay, Um, but that's not, that's literally just a tweet. That is PR. It is PR, but it's not, it's nothing like, substantial the fire in the booth i'll give him that i didn't know but great where were, but where were the features? great where but the where interviews? was the beats one that's what i said where's the beats one 
where's your exclusive interviews where maybe 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 i'm wrong and maybe there's content to come because he only just released it yesterday so we'll wait for the release no, but, but you should set you should up the foundation before, the before that and there should have been a pr package i think gets did an amazing job of setting the thing up there could have been a bit more but i think he did a great job i just think chip you had an amazing setup in terms of singles like you really built your street cred back in terms of the community it just it's a shame it's a shame thing not even just Bugsy, his whole US thing, like trying to rebrand that way. I think it just is a shame because you're such a talented lyricist. Mm. He's really pushing on his social media. I'm just looking right now. He has a competition at um, HMV for the first 100 people that buy the... Um, yeah, but that's okay, great. I suggested pop-ups. That's one thing. So it's okay, pop-up, cool. they'll, win a, they'll win a ticket to his That's concert. fine. I just want to see in the next week a Beats one in if he should have been before, to be honest, because a lot of these artists Dizzy do had run one up to a week. A few weeks ago. Yeah, Dizzy's good with PR when it comes to his projects. He actually is. Um, and he gets outside of socials as well. I just think, yeah, Chip, man, it's a shame. We like, he, you're, you're very charismatic. We would love to have seen you out here just doing more stuff. He was on Tim Westwood as well, to be fair. Tim West it's conventional though. Like I think a Beats One interview would have been great, just delving into how he rebranded, what's happened, like that kind of storytelling stuff. All right, so there are a few things he's done. It's uh Red Bull, Tim Westwood, Mobos. He, he did Red Bull, what did you do with Red Bull? Uh it was just an interview, like a an article called Five Takeaways from Chips Ten Ten. Um yeah. Oh, that's a review. That's not an interview. That's a review, though. That's, that's not an interview. And um, platforms are going to do reviews regardless. Especially okay. with right, I'm trying to defend him. No, no, no. Do you know what? Fair enough. Well, if I, I'll give you. Do you know what? I will give you. Would have pitched for that. They would have pitched for that, but that's standards. Like, like if you, if no one reviews your shit, I don't. I really don't know if you're an artist or not. But to be honest, <laughs> like that's basic <laughs> shit. That's like elementary first point of call PR. Like, come on. But the uh, I'll give you that. I'll give you the thing with well, um, speaking of someone that booth. works in the industry, it's, it's easier said than done trying to get people to. But your chip mark, you are yes, chip. This chip. is true. This is different. This is true. An artist you're building up is different to a, a household kind of established name. Um, chip, fair enough. In the fire in the booth, that's something. That is something, and it could let get a lot of viral. Let me check how many views it's got actually. I it probably will get a good view because he does do well on um, Grime Daily when he drops. Stuff. I agree with Nick though, but Nick. I do think be, it would have been nice just to a, like, a nice little long interview, thirty minutes or something, just about you because. You've been through a lot these last couple of years. You've been through beefs. You know, you've been through rebrands. It wasn't this year, but still in the last couple of years. Um, and ju- you've been through a lot. The rebrand's been good, successful. You're back in the culture. 120K. 120K. Yeah, in he one gets, day. That's not bad. Yeah, he gets quite a few views. In the UK, that's not bad. I would have just loved to have seen a beats thing with Julia. You know, do your thing. Who? Julia. Who's that? Who's Julia? Julie, Julie. Yeah. yeah. Julie. My bad. Julie. <laughs> Julie. Julie. Julia. No, I'm joking. Julie. Um, it would have been great because she's a great interviewer. Shout out to Julie. But yes, back to the main topic of SoundCloud and diversifying the UK sound palette. Shope, what do you think about the SoundCloud deal? Um... I don't even pay attention to the UK singles chart. Let alone <laughs> Did we all say this? I feel like we all said this. This is yeah. really bad. Let it is alone. really bad. It is. We do love the UK scene, by the way, before people think this is a US. We love the oh, no, 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 no. We love true. the culture. Yeah. That's what we love, the culture. Yeah. Well, but no, I hate that word. In terms it means of anything. What, what's on radio and what's charting. They know what I mean when I say culture. Really, in terms of what's charting Cardi and what's B's on chart. radio, that's not really for me. But because most of the UK artists I love aren't really quote unquote pop in yeah but um yeah i agree with Eden's point it'll be interesting to see what 
you know, lower level grassroots artists will benefit from this. I really hope it does the R&B scene justice because we all love some R&B UK artists. Oh, yeah. We do. We have Shout out to Kadeem Tyro. Shout out to Mahalia. Shout out to Zylo. Tyli Wo. I'm to always going to do okay. Tyli Wo. Can we, can we, like we said this. We said this. We Aaron opened the Taylor. show with this. Um, Big Pig. Anyway, shout um, out to Mahalia, guys. Puma Blue. Bloody hell. LMA, of you course. You love this girl so much. You love this girl so much. <laughs> and speaking of the UK, shout out to LMA for steadfast rising up Billboard. You're on 23 right now with Trip. With the same sounding song as before. You're not going to be a one-hit wonder. All I know is... I need you to give me a fire-ass album like you gave us with those fire-ass EPs. I'm here for Stop it. Stop making it sound like you're booed up and Nuke, we'll be good. Please. We'll pay attention. Nuke. And also Jaquise's version was better. It was by far. Nick, you need to leave. Anyway, uh, I will when she just gets better. Anyway, um, let's segue into our friend, our light-skinned, toasty-ass Drake. Oh, wow. Let's go. Nick is coming with Charlemagne Vim today. Let's go. He may have done it this time. <laughs> he may have really done it. He's locked up people in OVO. We'll get to that another show. And now he's doing a madness with the ladies shopping. No, no not, even the, ladies. not ladies. The ladies, girls. the girls, the underage girls. girls. Anyway, shopping. Break this down because I just didn't want to read it. Let's break it down. So um, I saw an article on The Independent a few days ago with the headline that Drake <laughs> texting Millie Bobby Brown. And if you know who that is, that is the actress who plays Eleven on Stranger, Stranger Things. Things, guys. Stranger Great show. Things. Love it. Love the show, actually. Love so the show. I read, I read through the article and then I was just confused to see that they have each other's phone numbers anyway. Like, why did... And then I see that Drake has been telling her that he misses her so much and that I love you so much. And then when Millie was recently asked in an interview, what did they talk about? They talk about boys. So Drake would tell her about his relationship issues and vice versa. I guess Millie as an adolescent. How, how old is this girl again? Millie's 14. Can we just... Yeah, four, Millie one, four. is 14. One, four. Is she? Born in the 2000s. Boy. Millie is 14 years old. This millennium. 2004. This millennium. Yeah, it's 2004. Right? So 14 years ago. Right? Blockbuster was still around. Yeah, Blockbuster was still around. Stranger Things, Netflix, they're all kids on that show. And Drake is, right. is 32. Right. But he's texting this young lady. Right. They miss her so much. And I'm just like... Right. And I initially was like, does no one see the issue with this? I was expecting you to say this in a completely different way. 14. Like, Drake, you're 30 years old and she's four. That's three decades. Oh, yeah. <laughs> decades. <laughs> you know, like his enunciation. <laughs> so I was confused to see that... I didn't think I initially didn't see anything being said about this until yesterday, and I'm now seeing some tweets. Can you bring up the other girl too? Oh, Nick is ready. There's so it's another come, one just to so it's come to our attention that Drake allegedly has a girlfriend now who is 19, 20 years old called Bella Harris, daughter of um, Jimmy Jam, you know, legendary producer. Hundred percent. And apparently, when they first met and started dating, she was fifteen. <laughs> Ah, so we got 14, now we got 15. So she's of age now and they're dating, doing their thing. You know, that's great. But you were initially potentially doing your thing when she was 15? Are you on some R. Kelly and Aaliyah shit? I don't understand why all the artists that go big do all of these really stupid things. I don't, it's like they sign a contract that says when you've reached this many streams or there's these many album sales, you need to just mess around with someone who's younger. Because it's, I don't understand the thing. I genuinely it. think that Drake industry, has no business talking to a 14 year old. No one has any business talking no one, to a 14 year old. I genuinely think the industry is fucked with 
loads of predators, sexual deviance, sexual deviance. Yep, literally, you hear about these stories every couple of months to years from old actors, men, women, child, especially now of the Me Too movement, and on even before that. But they get they got silenced like before the Me Too movement, they got silenced. You see all these articles on conspiracy theory websites, um, and then they would literally just get back like put to bed, called mad, called crazy, immediately settled out of court, paid off. You know, court cases dropped, all of this. Drake, if you did it, nigga, I want to see that career down. I want to see it gone. I don't give a fuck. Drake, in terms of like approaching these these women. Oh, I thought you meant because that won't finish his career, unfortunately. I want to see it finished if it's proven true. It won't finish. Well, no, this could be screenshots. We don't know. No, no. Well, Millie had an interview about Drake, and did she mention that he did? Was it was it the interview that triggered this? Yeah. Oh, was her? So she she literally. Oh, raw. Okay, cool. Raw, raw, raw. I thought this was like screenshots and all this. I don't think she was. Accounting for the backlash or accounting for the. She literally thought it was an impassing. It, it, it wouldn't blow up. Yeah. It came out during the wrong time as well, to be honest. Not that I'm saying she shouldn't have said it, but when the news came out about Drake's younger girlfriend, this came out immediately. So afterwards. it was like conflating information yeah, and so stuff like that. It yeah, looks yeah, yeah. terrible. Because I didn't even know, but I thought it was the lighty. When Shopee, Shopee put it in group <laughs> chat and I thought, oh, this is the lighty that's all over socials. Okay, well, but, so we're going to give him some tiger treatment, some clowning, but nothing's really going to happen. But then I'm hearing that this, this, is, this is like literally a 40 year old girl and a 15 year old girl. I thought it was well, literally- she, the girl's 19 now. But. No, but before he approached her and kind of waited. That's some nastiness behavior. That's part of rape culture. That's part of predatory culture. Mm. Like mm. it's a madness. Even it's though grooming. it's not the act. Yeah, in grooming. grooming. Even though it's not the act, it's interrelated with that culture. And then you could argue he's gr- somewhat grooming Millie. 100%, same treatment. If he's talking because to her now. And did she say, she said it was current, right? Yeah. So like yeah, like, okay. They text all the time. Raw. They hang out when they're in New York. Blah 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 blah. Drake, like, what am to you? And I'm just what like, am to you? All Drake, these girls in your DMs. All these women in your DMs. Yeah. Drake, what am to you? Why are you? Why are you actually in your? You're, you're a big man. <laughs> I was waiting for that. You're, you're a big man. You're, you're a big, big Utah. <laughs> like literally. Come and you're on. Hanging out with a 14 year old. The only thing I'm gonna say is. Obviously, this is horrible. Shouldn't be in a situation whatsoever. You should not be dating anyone that's fourteen under fucking. Even age. I'm twenty three, and I would never talk to someone who's at. What's like that? Nineteen for me is wild. What's mm. that for me? Twenty and twenty. Yeah, twenty. Wow. Twenty. Twenty is max. My age range and up. Yeah, come twenty on. and up would come 22. on. Come on. And for someone who's thirty two to be speaking to someone who's. 19. 19. But this is what I wanted to say also at the same time. You know how these bloggers and how these news art- news websites are. It it could be something like that. So I'm, I don't know for sure what their relationship is. But obviously it could just be a rumor that the news have circulated saying that they were in a relationship since she was 14 years old. There's no facts to that. But what we do know is that he's texting Millie. Yeah, but so what, that's so true. What, so Millie said that she's he's texting her about relationship advice yeah. and all this kind of stuff like that. Okay, cool. Okay. And then like, oh, I love you so much. And I miss you. Can't it's just super, it's just, it's... <sighs> Like you're not it's, related. It's it's weird. Like, it's just miss? weird. Even if it's completely innocent, it's just super it's, weird. It's, it's, it's like yeah, you can no honestly you can speak to younger you know budding talent and 
coach them, help them, encouraging messages, because I'd like to think I'd do that in the industry for people coming up. But the content of the messages is just it's just segueing into something different. You don't need to be speaking to it's fourteen year old girl about rela- like what I'm to you. You're like you don't need to be talking about relationships, <laughs> my nigga. You don't need to be speaking about relationships. Just talk about Netflix. You know, I love music. Stranger Things. What was that scene tonight? Filming like shit like that. You get know, her opportunities. Let's get you some were an info actor. on season three. You know, get some snippets out. You know, maybe a cameo. We wouldn't actually. You know. I wouldn't actually. I wouldn't want that. But like, still, maybe, maybe. You know, if we're gonna do the innocent route, a cameo, starting to boost her career, help the young people out. Why are you talking like this? Need to go back to yard and get beat up real quick. <laughs> but it makes me worried as well because Drake comes to the UK quite a lot. So oh, right, if I yeah. start hearing any shit about like UK girls underage, I mean, Georgia like Smith was in the studio, not underage, but. You know, they could it could go the other way. Where, yeah. You know. Well, she's only what nineteen herself. She's twenty. Yeah, so it was quite she's young. Twenty. You know? But Ooh, at the time no, they were in the bad. studio. At the time they were in the studio. Drake has a thing for young. It's actually a thing. Like yeah, this is a trend. All these this girls that are found with Drake are quite young. Even Rita at the time was young. Like she was in the studio That's with Drake. That's true. Wait, Drake and Rita did a thing. Yeah, she was writing for him back, you know, before in her Rock Nation days, she was oh, before right. she Jay-Z announced her, she was just a songwriter writing for loads of eyes and she wrote for Drake back in the day. But they, didn't, they weren't doing a thing. I don't, don't think know. so. Not but publicly, not Rita, allegedly. Right. Well, let's not, let's not suggest. Yeah, let's not assume. Let's like, not assume yeah, that not, they did anything not because they wrote. It's not in news. Yeah. So yeah. But a lot of young girls have been affiliated around Drake. Wasn't there one girl in his video a while ago? Not Georgia Smith. There was a girl in his vid- in his video that got to come up. Forgot her name. But yeah, a lot of girls and a lot of young girls. I think I know you're talking about the yeah. just, um, oh, going home video. Name? That one. Yes, but I don't. Duck. No, no, man. I'm thinking of someone else. Bear industry girls yeah. have been affiliated with Drake in some way or another. Some of them normal age, you know, of age, whatever. But they they all are quite young in terms of just age. In terms of adult, and the age things. gap is is striking. It's wild, it's wild, but yeah, Drake, do better, do better, do so much better, please. do so much better. Like you, we don't want you entangled in this, but if you are, I want you to be exposed. Just a quick question: Could you guys cancel Drake? Yeah, yeah, you could cancel. I, I could cancel Drake yeah. because the music isn't uh, of part to me right now. It's just it. <laughs> like you know what I mean. The like in the club, grabbing me now. So. You know, in the club, you know, it's cool. But Drake, even you admitted it, Eden, big fan of Drake. Um, I, knew, I knew it was coming. A big fan of Drake, just saying musically. But you know what? The fact that you can critique Drake outside of the music is great because some of these stands are crazy. Well, I'm critiquing Be- uh, Beehive. Well, I'm critiquing Bob's. <laughs> so now you robbed Nikki then? Huh? You robbed Nikki then? I brought up her fans. Okay. Anyway. Well, Look at I- you trying it. No, you brought her up randomly. Don't well, try it. I'm critiquing Drake in and out of the music. Scorpion was not a great album. Yeah. Neither was Views. I was going to say if that. If you're reading Eden it's too late, it wasn't great. He didn't even admit um, it. That makes it with Future. Don't know what the fuck that was. I agree. And <laughs> I agree. yeah. That was a madness. That was say, Future featuring Drake. Yep. That's not to say that you haven't had great songs across all those projects, but in, generally, in general, you have not made a great project. Great project since nothing was the same. Ooh, yeah, he didn't even admitted that the latest album wasn't it. That that ain't it, y'all. Like you he even said, look, you even said, kept it. You even said it wasn't off par. No, this is exactly what I said. We didn't release that episode as well, so there's no receipts. But no, but I'm I saying say. generally, like this, even in group chats, legit. But this is what I meant to say. So the album was alright but you it because it was so long you had to kind of make it into your own album in a way and you shouldn't do you that you had to kind of playlist it so actually make well music is changing we were just speaking about how 
the way that people listening to music and the way that people submit music is completely different. So playlist albums may be the future. So but all I'm going to say is if you're playing someone's album, not in se- like a sequence order, like how it's meant to be, like a track list. Oh, they partly failed. You're fuckery. Yeah, you are fuckery. At least true. first and second listen, you're fuckery. You yeah. can make playlists, all of that yeah. later. But if you're not listening first and second or third, listen back to front. I mean, mm. front, yeah, front to back. Um, fuckery. What yeah. are you doing? And to add on that, yeah, Nick is right. You can have favorites. It's not every day <laughs> you have to listen to the whole thing start to front. But in general, you should be able to listen through the album start to finish, yeah, top to bottom. Listen. Come on now. No, first listen, like, I would say for a good month or so, you should be able to go through mm. the album. Yeah. You know, for example, Masego, like, we both, oh, we, yeah, we all said, we all said, we were waiting for a bad song. Yeah. That was meant to be listened in order. That mm. The songs fell into each other, like, literally fell. It was formatted into each for other. a reason. Where Scorpion, <laughs> it was just very disjointed. A lot of songs we did not need to have. Uh, yeah, we did okay. not need to have the Steph London ad like what what what's the that? Michael Jackson what's song that? what is that which apparently was fake was that one of the fake ones I, mean, I, thought, I, I think no, I remember reading that. I think it was All just I the want... Michael album oh gone the, the, the Michael album that came out in 2010 oh yeah I think that was fake oh, okay. I don't think I think the one on that Drake song is real All I want to say is I don't ever want I didn't want to see that. Drake feature like, like no Mm-mm. we didn't even if my MJ was alive I, I just Mm-mm. don't you're not in the same league yeah, it, it will never be yeah. a thing Mm-mm. we don't need to see that and that goes for Beyonce as well you know hear Beyonce future Michael Jackson never never we just never. it's a different it's a different league right it is a different league all of you all I want MJ just, all, just, I, no. all I needed no. was Janet and Michael and Janet, I, got that. I was literally going to say all, and we had it already we, got, we had it with Scream I was literally going to say the needed. only feature artist we need is another Jackson that's Janet it. to be oh, no, specific. The, no, no, the Janet, only one. No, that's what I'm saying. The Janet to be well, I want Latoya and Michael. Man. Latoya can Cheeky Latoya. Yeah. Cheeky Latoya at home, yeah? <laughs> Air and Michael, yeah? Air, Michael featuring Air. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. last topic of the news section. And this one's a big one because we've got a lot to unpack it. So, Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. We got, oh, we I forgot get, about this. We get this news every time of year. This time. The rumours, and this year's rumours, which usually actually tend to be right, is that Maroon 5 will be the main headline act of the year. Now, I'm seeing some fuckery, right? I'm seeing some fuckery with Maroon 5 because I'm seeing that the Super Bowl will feature Travis Scott and Cardi B as guest performers for this set. Travis Scott? I just need to say, before you guys unpack this opinion, because I've got a couple Let's questions. I've got a couple of questions for y'all, okay? The first one is, do we think Maroon 5 are qualified to be the headline act? I personally do. I'll unpack that after you guys, but go. Okay, I'm going to go first. Yeah, Chope got opinions. I so, don't have anything to say, so... So... Actually, I do. <laughs> initially, I wasn't um, pleased with the idea of Maroon 5 doing it but then speaking to Nick this morning he made me realise that it's just coming from a personal place and bitterness so <laughs> bitterness you know I was a huge Maroon 5 fan when they first came out you know when they actually were a band not before they became a group of pop a group of pop stars okay so well so, not really songs about what what do you mean well it's only one person that's the pop star no but my point is that Get, do you I'll mean like more commercialized yeah. like poppy yeah. like in sound yeah, yeah okay so their cool. first two albums just songs saying. about jane it won't be soon before too long amazing songs amazing. about jane was my shit you amazing know as a albums. kid i fucked with that but then suddenly 2010 onwards there was just uh incredible notable 
marked shift moves like jagger moves like jagger i mean that's when i was like oh and i liked that song no, it's a good no christina knew, christina was good but christina i knew things good. were changing yeah you felt a shift i felt a shift soundscape like that was not something i'd expect from maroon 5 and then it just got 100%. worse and worse and worse like payphone whiz Khali- payphone. i mean whiz Oh, that's a banger. I'm not gonna lie. I do a, like that song. No, do you know what it is? These songs are mostly their pop songs aren't bad songs. It just doesn't sound like foundational Maroon Five yeah. sounds. You guys not like girls like you. That song is terrible. I like it. I like the video. Terrible. It's maybe because I like the video. And this is my point. Future? Huh? Did they collaborate with Future? Yes, they did. Raw. Miss Oh, yeah, Scissor obviously, but yeah. This is. Oh yeah, Scissor too. Yeah. What lovers do? This is my thing. Like. They are a completely different band now Raw. to what they were 14 years ago. It started with Chris. I can but see it. They yeah, are completely no, if I never see different. I did like I've that never seen That was a really good that like, was a good element song. there. And that was on the second album. But let, let me just pose was, this Let me yeah. just pose this question to Shoffer. Shoffer, do you think that's because the main genre that everyone is listening to at the moment is is hip hop? Do you think it's because hip hop is more accommodating to different sounds now? Do you think that's no, why? No, because even before that they was like so now they're trying to go more urban, but they went through just a very pop. The phase. moves like Jagger was quite poppy, yeah, quite. And even Paper. Rihanna was it was it was even though it no that, into that's no that song was very much eighties funk Prince. But at their point, time. at that point, I felt like that that whole moment of them and then the moves like Jagger was their pop ascent. No, there was like a good three years between those two songs. I'm not really weirded no, out by this compared to now they're going more urban, but before in that space it was so, like no, the transition. But back to Ian's point. Um, that might be true, but my point is that you are at the crux of it. You are a quote-unquote rock band, a pop rock band. Although you had a lot of influences from soul and 80s funk, you've kind of always been rooted in, you know, real musicianship and artistry. And Adam Levine is an incredible songwriter, a great vocalist. 100%. But then I just don't know, your music just now has just become so cheap and easily serviceable forgettable forgettable but is it because it's do or die do you think that's why no because the first so you think they wouldn't well. you think they wouldn't survive but i'm just looking i'm looking at i'm thinking of artists that made similar music to them so like the fray for example um <clears throat> who else would there be like those type of those type of bands they're not around anymore the fray are quite different to Maroon five no so. but they make they have a very similar vibe to their music it's quite slow Move everyone totally slow. Think about songs about Jane was a slow. I had a bit. Of wait, beat, this wait, know. this love harder to breathe, um, making me wonder. Those weren't slow songs. I would just say in a and place, those were massive hits. I would. Wait, which, Sunday morning is not a slow song. I mean, staying authentic to your brand doesn't always mean career suicide. Like Alicia Keys stuck to her brand. No, she didn't. No, she didn't. That's another. That's what? another day. What? That's for another day. Alicia Keys. In terms of like, um, was it? No, her didn't. album Girl on Fire no so Alicia, the Alicia Keys that sang Diary and um, Songs in A Minor is not the girl we have today but yeah. still stuck she, in she, R&B when it was dying she wouldn't have sang still stuck, no, but um, still New stuck, York State of Mind but still stuck no, yeah, no that's a feature that's, that's not yeah that's not no but it's her, it's her sound that's no, the type of music no, she was making during the time Really? What? Eden, sorry, no. Really? What do you mean, sorry, no? No, but what, what my point That's a was, feature. She released the album, forgot which one it was, but in 2012-ish. Gone on fire. Yeah. No, all right, let me, it let was me, go on fire. Let me and I'm saying that was in a place where R&B was dying. So, so I'm saying sticking to your brand yeah. in a place like Maroon 5. Oh, we had like Gone on Fire as an R&B song though? Wait, but I, the album, the album. I mean, I don't mean the song. I mean Wait, the I album. I mean the album. Let me clarify So I'm not talking about necessarily the actual song. I'm talking about the way that Alicia Keys changed her singing style. New York State. Of mind, so by the way. New York State of Mind, sorry, What's was that got to do with her 
Well, I'm about to explain. Let, she, let break it. she she yelled in she yells more in her music. She doesn't actually sing. I'm crying. That's, I'm crying. Yeah, that's because she can't sing like she used to. That's yeah, her voice tr- her voice yeah, has changed. But that's yeah, that's, that's exactly what I mean. But my brand? point was my like, it's changed because she can't do the same things that she used to do. No, so she had to adapt. Sonically in music, I'm talking about her voice. Musically she's changed. But that's due to the factors of her voice. No, it's not. Everyone's voice changes. You can still make the music you want to make. So she can't hit the same range as she did before. So she's going to make the same music. Can I just clarify my original? You know, you can have have key changes. You can have, you know. But she can't hit those keys though. She can't hit keys anymore. But that's, but that, Eden, that doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Because you can still create music in the vein of older work. You just don't have to, you just will sing it in a similar in a different She's way. making more music that suits her voice, which just so happens to change her brand is what I'm saying. And My point was disagree. back in 2012, <laughs> when she released Girl on Fire, the album, not the song, in a place where R&B was virtually, no, like she's still sold okay. What I'm saying from Maroon 5, if they stuck to their foundational elements in a similar way, they would not be able to, I mean, they could still leverage a career. But the which difference is, what the difference is we, we never got to see that happen. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We never got to yeah. see if they would have survived or not because after that second album, they did a complete shift. They did. And I think if they stuck to like what they It wasn't like they flopped, then did something else. Exactly. They went straight in. Yeah. When they already had goodwill. They had a good foundation. They had a good foundation. And that's why I was like, if you just stuck to, you know, your pocket and just saw that out a little bit more, it would have been more believable when you transitioned. Had, Do you get what I mean? If they had an underperforming album and they went to this, I would be like, okay, you know. It makes sense. Yeah. Try a new but pocket. I think that's why I'm so irritated because I remember just seeing like, wait, what the fuck are you doing? Okay. So, yeah, as Shoppe was saying, I think they only built a foundational element and they, they could have gone with that because it was successful. It was They still had a brand. They had a core audience. They had successful songs. I think they could have continued with that. It just felt very shifting with the times almost mm. and just trying to get to that higher echelon instead of trying it with their original sound. So it, no one knows how it could have gone. In my personal opinion, I thought like they could have sold another album at least with that similar sound as they did before and not gone as poppy. And then and to think, Urban, which later happened. I think even now you have like bands like Alabama Shakers who were doing very well, not necessarily from a singles point. But yeah. The album sold truckloads. They won like five Grammys two years ago. Yeah. I could easily do an album like that. Yeah. And some bands tend to be just album artists more so. And mm-hmm. that could have been their shift. 100%. And, and they could have been a mature, that. you know, mature brand now. But I think they are, um, do you think they're qualified though? Yes. To do the Super Bowl? In terms of, in terms of, you know, Hits, numbers, album sales, um, audience. Yes, they definitely are qualified. Mm. Well, if Justin Timberlake's qualified, they're qualified. But he has hits, though. <laughs> he shouldn't have been on Super. But he has hits. And he shouldn't have. But listen, that performance. Hits. Before, how can? How are you performing before Usher? Don't well, make me pissed off. That's right for now. another day. Don't piss me off. Did you just say don't make me pissed off right now? Yeah. <laughs> so that's legit. What you don't just make said. me pissed off. Yeah, don't make me pissed <laughs> off. Like literally, don't like because ah. Uh, Mate, for I'm another so day. passionate about Usher, but we'll have for another, another debate about him. Eden, do you think they are qualified to perform at the Super Bowl? Who's they? So is that Maroon, Maroon 5? 5. Is that including Maroon. Cardi B? And no, 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 no. We're just going to get to them later. Yeah, so Maroon 5, yes. Maroon 5. They have hits. They have the star appeal. Um, I feel like it'll be a good show as well. That's what I thought. Yeah. I don't know what Travis is going to do. Hmm. Right, we, we're going to move on to and Car- Okay. Because <sighs> let's go to Cardi, because I feel like this girl... I am a big fan of what she stands for in terms of the core. A hoe never gets cold, being unapologetically hurt and breaking through to the mainstream. Love that. Love that. Cool. Atlantic had an instrumental point in your career and it's, you know, it's peak right now. You know, you're big because of them. 
let's say that, and your personality in combination. But that's their job. That's their job. That's their job. That's what I'm saying. But now, for you, two years... I mean... It will be two years. You were on Love and Hip Hop two years ago. (laughs) This ain't for you. This no, ain't why it. Not, though? This ain't yeah, it. I'm so together. sorry. This ain't it. Shopee did point out, though, very interestingly, that um, Bruno Mars did very early on in his career get to headlines. Not even a guess. Yeah, as a head, headline. Was it head, yeah, headline. Headlines. Very early on in his career. So you know, and I think he did a solid job compared to the people like Katy Perry. You know, premature. people like Katy Perry, but it was premature. That's the very premature. And that is the same thing I have with Cardi. She has songs. She has a quite. A, most of the songs she has released actually have been anthems. But what I will say is, it's premature. Wait. I don't want to see it. It's very premature. It will be entertaining. I will say that she has the charisma to perform on stage. And One stage of the presence. best female rap women lyricists to perform. What? In terms of char- charisma on stage. Yes, she is one of, she is. Cardi she B. Is. Cardi no, B. Cardi B can perform. In terms of the f- the women rappers we have now, nah. She can she's, perform. She's definitely one of the top she performers. Perform. Her charisma shines through, breath control on point, yes. all of that. She definitely killed it on the BET, which was and one Coachella, of her- And Coachella, when she was pregnant. You that made was a me forget about that. You may, that look, was a great performance. The amount of work she did pregnant proves it as well. But um, she got the charisma to give a show as a, as one of the women lyricists. But I think premature. But can we really say premature though? Because she's a guest. Yeah, and but I still feel like it's just not. They have a song together. My, from my standards. Okay, no, actually, do you know what? If it is just the song, fair enough. If it is literally just the song, the song. I'll give you that. That because it is about to be number one next week as um as estimated by Hits Double Daily. But um, yeah, I think- Obviously, if she was headlining, I would be cussing her out too right now. 100%. But if it is if just, it's just one song- just a guest performer, she comes out to do her verse, then goes One home, song. Fine. If it extends to this whole body of cardio, no, we don't need that. I think it cheapens it, to be honest. I agree. I think it's premature. But if we look at the talent and the, pro- the previous artists that have been on that stage- Barring Katy Perry. Okay, yeah, please, Justin Timberlake, please hobbling across. There's the a bit stage. of a trend on those two hobbling those two across people. the damn um, stage. But if we look at the people <laughs> who perform there, we look at some of the key moments that have happened during the Super Bowl. I think it's premature. Like Nick said, if it is for the song, then fair enough. That's fine. Yeah. Well, why, fine. Travis? You changed my perspective. That's that's fine. So, Travis. Yeah. What, yeah. What makes what? me think it's more than the song is the fact that Travis is now included. <laughs> that's why I'm just like, walk one here. What is Travis so Cardi's gonna do eight songs or four songs, whatever. And then Travis gonna. Oh, I'm so, no, I can't. Come out Travis, stargazing. Travis, I'm sighing already because no, they don't have a feature with that. Ain't it? No, they no, have no That ain't ever gonna be it. They don't have a song together. Well, well, maybe they. Well, maybe it's coming. That is never. Maybe Maybe it's coming. Be it. maybe, yeah, maybe they maybe it's coming. The song, but that 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 ain't ever gonna be it. Travis at Superbot, he's very talented in what he does. His production, you know, instrumental in Kanye's instrumental in Kanye's transition in those last couple of years. You know, instrumental in a lot of people's the sound waves now in in music. But no, and Astroworld is one of the best albums of the year. The no. One. One of. One of. One of. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll do a roundup. We'll do it end of year because this is going on till the end. Yeah, of year, we'll so. do it. We'll do a roundup. But <laughs> to, just to add on six points, but he can't perform. Can't perform. He did all right at Drake's um, concert. And he was decent at the VMAs, but. Super Bowl is a different league. 
yeah, that's a different, different league. And can I can we just ask one more question? So there's a bit of a debate on um in the blogs in the social media sphere. This has been a debate since last year. Bruno Mars even jumped in. Mm-hmm. As usual. Anyway. Leave um, Bruno alone. No, I love him. The last album, great. Anyway, um any album before that. Any album before that. All of them. All albums. Shout out to Interesting, Bruno. interesting. Peter Hernandez, shout out to Interesting, you. interesting. Anyway, um hip hop, Atlanta. The mm. next Super Bowl will be in Atlanta, obviously, mm. as we know, public news. Um, there's been a hip hop debate. Why don't the Super Bowl put a lot of hip hop acts on, if any, um, and talent in this quote unquote, hate the word, but urban arena? Um, yeah, what is it? What's your thoughts? Do you think an urban hip hop act should get the chance i think there's a lot there's a long list that i would include well i remember when bruno had that tweet last year yeah he said that it's in atlanta you should definitely get did he actually name artists or did he, he just i, I feel like he did name a couple of suggestions i think well most migos was in there maybe uh, or migos, something like that migos can stay the fuck out i mean i'd love it i'd love a kendrick out. lamar i'd love a kendrick lamar super bowl <laughs> migos stay the fuck wherever you if are if bruno if bruno in his lane can do it for super bowl i'm kendrick where we at because you're from atlanta though. i feel like shopping wants to see oh no not so. from atlanta just hip-hop in general but i think the obvious choice in terms of atlanta is outcast you know oh my god yes yes um where they better have a surprise because if they don't (laughs) embarrassment but um i definitely do agree but i do think the reason why they're probably not debating them because to my knowledge there aren't you know super bowl has always been about what's current what's doing well right now yes who's hot right now and as far as i know there's no atlanta artists barring what about hip-hop in general though Oh well, because Maroon Five obviously ain't from Atlanta either, so you know we could have hip hop talent that is just in the culture. Kendrick would be too premature for him. I think it's too early for him to do Super Bowl. But then if Bruno's done it, no, and why he, can't and Kendrick? He have, but and, I, and the same goes for Kendrick. I don't think Kendrick should. I think Kendrick would be great to be honest. Well, Usher's from Atlanta, right? Is he not? Yeah, so. has the roots there definitely. I think so. I believe so. Mm. We even yeah, go on Eden. Sorry. Um Cheeky TLC come out. Why not? Red yeah, Light Special. Uh, to be honest, I mean it'd be I, nice to see. Yeah. I, I I agree. I I do think that an an Atlantic is that Atlantic? Or an artist Atlanta. from Atlanta. Atelian, that's what they call themselves. <laughs> oh yeah, they do. I've seen that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do actually. I do think someone of that from that area should perform there, to be honest. You know, Monica can come out and give us so gone. Why right, not? There you go. There you hmm. go. I mean, there I go. Do you say Monica? Why not? <coughs> you know them white fans aren't going to see Monica. Well, we ain't appeasing for the white audience. Either. It's true. I well, mean, no, that is what the Super Bowl is. Though. Yeah, true. That's why Maroon Five. I actually that's just why Justin myself. Timberlake. Was I literally there. just critiqued myself okay. in my head. I think Justin Timberlake is trash as well. But let's not act like Justin Timberlake isn't mega successful. He, he is mega successful. He is mega he successful, honestly. And he's not a draw for their for their viewers. The performance was trash. It was. It was he, so it was. bad. He sent for Prince. So fucking bad. Don't sing for Prince when you've been, oh, mate, Justin, you are so problematic. And his last album was terrible. So problematic. Man hear, in the Woods. Did I even hear it? Did I hear did the I whole thing? Because I didn't. Did you? I listened to one song and I just turned it off. It's, uh, it's cancelled, bruv. Man in the Woods, you know. Man, Man lost in the woods because you lost your damn music. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you did lose in the woods. And Karma was a bitch for you. Shout out to Janet Jackson. I had prospering. Can we get Janet back? Can we get some Janet? Yes. Can we get Janet Jackson? Why not? But yeah, I think we're all saying that someone from Atlanta should have been 
the choice. But I mean, Maroon 5 are a great choice as well. Um, obviously, they've been around for ages. They have the hits for it. Um, don't know about the features. I don't know what Travis is going to do, to be honest. But I guess we'll find out when they perform. Let's hope it's not confirmed. But I have, yeah, I have one question. It's going to be the last question. We'll run out of time. To close out. Go for it. Go for it. But what do you think of this this idea of having a headline and having guests that doesn't does not defeat the point of having does not defeat the point of having a headline performer so oh, Beyonce neither. did it well with Bruno Mars wait was it no no it was all way around they were both guests in Coldplay set oh, oh yeah. shoot they were because everyone was like Beyonce think, part 2 do you really two. think Beyonce can have guests on her show I completely Come forgot on. about that except for Destiny's Child Charles. Oh, except for Destiny's Child yeah. and that was obviously that as count. usual seamlessly done I forgot done. it was for Coldplay you know? it's part of Destiny um, that Beyonce's moment was legacy. so monumental to me though because it just what but the Coldplay set, the Beyonce and Bruno Mars like dance off things. But see, that's what we talk about. They needed that for the well, yeah. they wanted that for the. We views. don't talk about Coldplay. We talk about Bruno and Beyonce. But it's different. Just we're like Missy talk- was spoken about when it was Katy Perry's one. Yeah, because oh. it was trash. But we're not going to talk about Cardi B and Travis over Maroon Five. No, of course not. But I'm saying that, that you're saying the idea you, of guests. Why do you? What's the point of having guests? Because it's supposed to be a, a headline show. It's supposed to be, you know, a tour de force, a 50 minutes of. A particular artist and their hits. So Prince did 50 minutes. Michael did 50 minutes. Michael did 50 minutes. Beyonce, barring Kelly Michelle, but that's part no, but that's part that's, that's, that's part of her legacy. The legacy, you know, they were part she of her. Was, it was her show. Yeah. Why did Why did Katy Perry have to have Missy Elliott? Why Why did we do that? I think it speaks to the confidence that these organizers don't have in the headliners. I feel like what it is is personally, I have watched the Super Bowl performances since as young as I know. I've always tried to get the game every year. I try and get the game as well. It's not just about the performances. I actually like the all night event. Um, But the standard has dropped for me in the last couple of years of what it actually means to be a Super Bowl act. And I think a lot of these acts, Justin, Katie, you know, Bruno did what he had to do. Um, Beyonce, 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 whatever. Um, Who did it last year? <laughs> oh, just a symbolic. Yeah, ju- yeah, it was. That's why I'm literally was it not even. Spe- it was, yeah. it was. But um, I feel like a lot of these artists don't understand what it is to perform at the Super Bowl. It's not a joke. It's mm-hmm. not a game. Even though it is a white audience, but like literally, people like MJ, Prince, Beyonce, as we've mentioned, you know, have made it. Even Madonna. I'm even Madonna. I, I was thinking of I'm Madonna, Madonna whether fan, to include her. But she she even great- tried to put on a big show. She did, and she, you know she did for her standards you know but still madonna's madonna's madonna you know but um some of these artists you know i think maroon 5 will do well i think they try to put on great performances as and when they can but i just don't feel the need for this extra draw this social media attraction that the organizers feel obliged to have to do you know um Justin with Janet was an exception because I think the standard in music was just a little bit different and Justin was actually producing quality music then, you know, and it felt right. Besides the um, controversy, it felt right. But I just think these artists need to stop with the lowering of the standard. Cardi, two years in the rotted game, if you perform more than one song, which isn't the Maroon 5 feature, it's not... It's a dub. It is a dub. It's going to happen. It's though. a dub. And it probably will because they want her to, you know, Cardi is Cardi. She does attract a certain audience they want the and rings. a big number. Um, and Travis will, in this new era of his music, attract a certain crowd too. 
I think, you know, stop cheapening the brand a little bit. Let's stop cheapening the brand. Especially when we know Travis cannot deliver. A super, we, we know that. We know <laughs> Not at all. Eden. I just want to say, guys, we're going to have to make this the end. We've been recording for a long time now. And um, yeah, we got to make it the end, guys. So that was episode three of Don't Alert the Stands. Um, it was a very exciting episode for us. Obviously, we've been everywhere. But yeah, it's the end of the episode. Great episode. Um, if you have any comments or anything to share with us whatsoever, send a message to datspod, um, D-A-T-S-P-O-D. And um, let us know the topics you'd like to hear. Let us know any questions or any interest in music we're happy to discuss. Um, recommendations we're happy to do as well. And also just to remind you, let us know if you want us to do a playlist on your preferred um, platform. I think we all use Spotify in here, don't we? Spotify can work, yeah, and Apple Music. Okay, so as both. Well. Yeah, yeah so just for both audiences. Okay. Yeah, so let us know. And um, just another plug-in, uh, sponsored by Squat Studios, mobile app for recording studios. If you want to find a recording studio, you would use my app or that to find a studio. Yeah, um, that is everything for today, guys. Thank you very much for listening. Please recommend us to all friends and all of that and share comments and all of that kind of stuff. We really appreciate the support. I love. Brilliant. Shopee, anything to close? I just want to say thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate all your support. I really appreciate that you're really feeling all our suggestions every week. Brilliant. Cool, guys. Have a nice day. Take it Catch easy. Have a good week. Bye, people. Cool.